I mean, the United States of America is special because we were founded on ideas and ideals. Uh, you didn't have to be born in this country to be an American. You became an American um, by by uh, uh, believing in the principles of the founders. And um, that that's the only thing, when you get right down to it, that binds us together. Welcome to Reality Check, a weekly podcast about anything and everything having to do with education. I'm Jeannie Allen, founder and CEO of the Center for Education Reform. My special guest today on Reality Check, in honor of Veterans Day, and frankly, what should be a celebration all the time uh, for those who serve our country, is Jim Roberts. Jim is the president of the American Veterans Center based in Arlington, Virginia, whose mission is to guard the legacies and honor the sacrifices of all American veterans. Through oral history preservation, educational programs, and civic events, AVC preserves the stories and lessons of veterans past and present from which future generations can learn. Jim has a storied career as a journalist, the author of two books and numerous articles. He's been the political director of the American Conservative Union, worked in the White House during Ronald Reagan as president, love it, and served as the head of a foundation started by the late Congressman Jack Kemp. Above all, Jim is an old and dear friend, and I am so pleased to have you on Reality Check. Welcome, Jim. Hey, Jeannie. It's great to be with you. Uh, we are longtime friends, and it's just great to reconnect. So, Jim, uh, one of the ways we've reconnected is talking about what is an important issue, not just to you and I, but on behalf of the millions of citizens, students, and families out there who deeply believe that our nation needs an understanding of American history. So I'm imagining that your path to the American Veterans Center was somewhat a result of that interest. Am I right? Uh, that's correct. That, that's certainly part of it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I was aware before even doing this, um, uh, aware as a parent uh, of the woeful state of uh, history teaching in the, in the uh, public school system. We have four kids who went to public schools, and uh, history is uh, – American history is – uh, very poorly taught there, and and a lot of the important facts about the founding, the Civil War, et cetera, et cetera, are simply not taught, or they're distorted. So, uh, I've known for uh, you know 30 years as a parent uh, about the problem. I've uh, I've seen it um, uh, in other respects with our annual conferences, which have involved uh, thousands of high school students over the years, and more recently uh, uh, concentrating on future military leaders, uh, cadets and midshipmen from all the military academies. Um, and many ROTC programs and military colleges, and and the problem exists even there. Uh, they don't they don't get a good founding in in American history, even at the military academies uh, at the college level. So it's a pervasive problem uh, from elementary school through college, um, and uh, the effects uh, on our country are are uh, beginning to be revealed, and they're devastating. It really is stunning if you think about it, not only because of all the reasons, Jim, you just outlined uh, about our people, our students, our country not having this understanding, this foundation history, but particularly as concerns veterans who are giving their lives uh, to defend this country and its freedom. So tell me a little bit about how you at the American Veterans Center try to address that? How do we elevate this notion? We had Veterans Day this week. Some people had off. Some schools weren't off. 
And I think it's kind of like just another holiday in a lot of people's minds. Yeah, sure is for, for many people, just like uh, Memorial Day. Um, well, we address it um, uh, at the ABC uh, in a number of ways uh, through our, uh, through our uh, annual conference and youth leadership summit, which just ended a few couple of weeks ago. Uh, that involved uh, probably five or 600 uh, students, uh, most of them, again, future military leaders. That was held at the National Archives, um, which... Uh, uh, which is a great institution. They're, they're very um, uh, cooperative and, and uh, supportive of what we do. Bring out uh, documents. Uh, they, we have a special reception there where the, where the future officers can actually view our founding documents, the Constitution, Declaration, and Bill of Rights, and see physically the, the document they're going to be swearing to uphold. So uh, uh, over, the, over the years, though, uh, although our concentration still is on veterans telling their stories, and these stories themselves um, just um, uh, just uh, uh, emote um, uh, virtues such as patri- patriotism and um, uh, duty, service, sacrifice, uh, honor, uh, all the great virtues we think of as uh, as being associated with um, with military service. Um, so they get that from these from these veterans. We still have some from World War II. Um, uh, many from Vietnam, and now, of course, many, many more from Iraq and Afghanistan. And, and that's great because uh, the, the younger veterans are not a whole lot older than the students, and they're able to, uh, to convey the message of um, uh, duty, honor, and sacrifice uh, through their own stories and language that the uh, young people understand. Um, but that's one way. Uh, we have a high school curriculum uh, that's online that can be downloaded by high schools throughout the country. Uh, that's on World War II. Uh, we have a publication called uh, Centuries of Integrity, uh, which are thumbnail sketches of great uh, military heroes throughout uh, our history, beginning with George Washington. Um, uh, but through the Revolution, the War of 1812, the Civil War, uh, Spanish-American War, uh, into the 20th century, World War I, World War II, uh, Vietnam, and so forth. And each one of these veterans, uh, we... Uh, tell their story uh, briefly, and then link them to a particular virtue associated with military service, such as ones I mentioned, uh, duty, honor, country, patriotism, sacrifice, love, um, and so forth. So that's another way we do it. Um, we, have a, we have a speakers program uh, that uh, uh, reaches out to the schools. Uh, we want to expand that. Uh, we refounded, uh, restarted, I should say, the National Memorial Day Parade here mm-hmm. in Washington, uh, which had been discontinued in World War II. And that's gotten to be a huge event with several hundred thousand spectators. And one thing that really, um, well, I should, I should point out first that we do this uh, parade as, a, as an historical timeline. That, uh, that is, we start with Native Americans, then we go to the American Revolution with George Washington and uh, people, uh, reenactors in colonial garb, then to Andrew Jackson in the War of 1812, um, to the Civil War, North and South, uh, to the Spanish-American War. World War One, and then when we get into World War Two. We actually have real veterans, so World War Two, Vietnam, Korea, Iraq, Afghanistan, and then we end with a, uh, with a with a large number of active duty troops. So it's a military historical timeline, Fantastic. and it it, uh, it always uh, it always uh, pleases me a great deal uh, to to look at from the reviewing stand and see the number of families who brought their children, because it's an honor, it's an opportunity for them uh, to to learn something about history and to honor our military, uh, both the fallen, those who have uh, made the ultimate sacrifice, our veterans, and our active duty personnel. So that's, that's a very meaningful event for me as well. And that reaches a lot of people on site, and then it's televised nationally 
um, as is uh, our Salute to American Valor, which just ended. It's fantastic, Jim. And just the way you've described uh, not just the curriculum and programs you're all doing, but this military historical timeline. It's like if you could just take it in a box and and port it over to everyone, which you can since it's online, right? (laughs) You know, know, port it over to everyone in every classroom and every family to help them understand uh, we would be so much better off. But I have to ask you because I think that sometimes it kind of goes um, maybe not over people's heads, but I, I think we take for granted why it's so important to remember the sacrifices paid by our men and women in uniform over the years. You yourself, and I should have said to you, Jim Roberts, uh, thank you for your service. You were in the Navy as an anti-submarine warfare and nuclear weapons officer. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the ha- 60s and early 70s. Proud of my 70s. service. Fan- happy, to, happy to have served. Fantastic. And so here you are, uh, first-hand uh, experience to be able to run this. But why is it so important? What do people need to know out there, not just for themselves, but obviously to be able to explain to people why we celebrate, why it's important to remember the sacrifices? Well, you know, the actor Joe Mantegna, who's in the parade most years, uh, uh, has a great line, I think. And he said, Memorial Day is the most important of our holidays because it makes all the others possible. And he means by that, but you know, the 4th of July and Flag Day and so forth. None of these would be possible if we didn't have a free America. So the real, the, what we're really honoring here is the people who have protected our freedom. And uh, that's what people need to understand. It's not just we're honoring people who have uh, served in the military because they served in the military. They, they, they have, uh, for 250 years, protected us as a free country, and they continue to do so. And that means all the values and principles that we that we enjoy, uh, such as freedom of speech and assembly and the right to keep and bear arms and on and on and on. All those freedoms, uh, which are not enjoyed by many other peoples, are protected because of the service and sacrifice of millions of veterans and, uh, and others who have gone before us uh, serving in the United States military, beginning with George Washington, who was, at one point was the only soldier in the Continental Army. Uh, it was him. Uh, he signed up for duty through gambled everything he had and there was he had no troops <laughs> he was just it was him facing the, the, the british empire and uh, he's perhaps the greatest i think he's the greatest american um and certainly uh, a great example of uh, of everything we stand for and and love and cherish in this country. And, you know, people love stories. Um, they they read do. They stories. They watch stories. They Absolutely. And, and the stories of history are probably the most interesting. I had Brian Kilmeade, um, his show mm-hmm. about uh, the Fox and Friends uh, news anchor, right. who also has written a lot of history books uh, that are very accessible. His latest, Sam Houston, The Alamo, um, he'll be on the show um, in a week or so. The way he tells the story about Sam Houston, and then you learn about Steve Austin, after who Austin is named, and you learn about really the sacrifices and this kind of rabble, you know, rabbly team of people who actually won um, that swath of land, not just that swath right. of land for America, but basically solidified the United States. And so you wonder, what what is it that we're missing that is not allowing these amazing, fun, interesting, and true stories that we can learn from to get across the nation? Do, why are we so, and maybe I'm wrong, are we numb to this kind of stuff? Well, it's, it's, certainly, uh, it's certainly widely ignored. Um, go to the American History Museum, part of the huge Smithsonian complex, for instance, and uh, there, there are no leaders in there. there the, the, you, you go in and you find out how people lived in the early 18th century with a lot of crockery and, you know, stuff like that, uh, how people farmed. And, 
but uh, and that's all fine. I mean, uh, that's it's good that we know that. But you know, where you know where are the great leaders? Uh, mm. Because in the in the in the final analysis, it's great leaders that that move world history. And uh, they're not celebrated there, uh, as as used to be the case, as I recall, when I was a kid coming to Washington. So um, another thing, you're absolutely right about stories. Uh, stories are absolutely essential uh, in terms of grabbing the attention, not just kids, but adults as well. Uh, great story, by the way, in the recent movie, Midway, just a fabulous movie. Um, and I was very pleasantly surprised, actually. But we, we both know Jamie Riskin. Um, uh, she uh, was a teacher for a long time, and she said oh, that her um, experience had taught her that reading history, particularly military history, is a great way to engage boys mm. in reading. And they're frequently at a young age you know, less likely to, to read uh, or to want to read than girls. Uh, uh, it's a great subject for girls, too. But, I mm-hmm. mean, boys are more difficult at that age to teach. So, yeah, reading. And, they, and what gets them is the stories, you know, and the uh, but so they they need to be taught, but too often are not. And so what we get is this history leached of uh, of uh, important leaders and battles and so forth, and um, and that, and that replaced by political correctness. Um, and it's uh, it's uh, it's damaging our country in a major way. You know, and even even when you think about other countries, and um, you know, not only we're not. Uh, teaching or demanding right. that our students, let alone citizens, let alone employees, know this stuff. We also tend to, uh, there just seems to be the sense of all countries are equal, that yes. we're no more exceptional than anyone else. And, you know, you work for um, one of the greatest presidents of all time, Ronald Reagan. And, uh, you know, he was, he, he let and helped history come alive. Just every time he spoke, he reminded us about why it was exceptional. And, um, you know, I think that maybe is that something that we can resurrect, if you will, with some of the service and some of the work that you're doing. Well, we're doing we're doing our uh, our part in our little corner, you know, of uh, of a big country, and uh, you're doing a great uh, service uh, with uh, there at the center. And it takes it just takes more people like us, more institutions like uh, like ours, you know, to uh, to I think make a concentrated effort to try to do something. And, um, I look at the, at the uh, election results in Virginia, where, where I live, and I'm just in despair. I mean, uh, uh, there are going to be serious curriculum changes there. Um, when George Allen was was governor, he had uh, uh, he had um, uh, history books for the school written for the schools that accurately portrayed American history, mm-hmm. uh, its virtues as well as its flaws. This country's flawed. Every country's flawed, but we are special. I mean, the United States of America is special because we were founded. On ideas and ideals, uh, you didn't have to be born in this country to be an American, as you did in uh, Poland or England or Italy or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you became an American um, by by uh, uh, believing in the principles of the founders, and um, that that's the only thing when you get right down to it that binds us together because we're such a diverse people. Uh, if we don't if we don't um, coalesce around values that we all and principles that we all agree on, then we're just going to be atomized and the country will fly apart. So mm-hmm. that's right, and to not understand that, especially in a day and age when uh, you know immigration is such a hot topic exactly. for people not to understand that this isn't just about coming to a a great country; it's about accepting, adopting, um, and devoting yourself Absolutely. to those. Absolutely, great story here uh, from a. A late friend of mine, Ambassador John Dolloboy, uh, he came to um, the United States uh, at age 12 from Luxembourg, 
Um, his mother had died, and his father brought him and his two brothers here. They passed the Statue of Liberty on the 4th of July. And, um, and he said they, they moved to Ohio, and uh, he was 12 years old, and they put him in kindergarten. <laughs> so he said the, the, uh, the, the, the big plus was nobody beat him up, but, <laughs> but he felt kind of dumb being there, but he learned English, you know. And he said it's absolutely essential that immigrants learn English, uh-huh. and they learn about American history and American traditions and become Americans. And that's which he obviously uh, embodied those qualities. But uh, that's, that's a great capsule story right there. And uh, that's what used to happen. Uh, the little town I came from, Ohio, we had Estonian immigrants, we had Italian immigrants, mm-hmm. we had Polish immigrants. They all, they loved their, their old, the old country, but they wanted to be Americans. And, uh, and, uh, and that's what I sense is being lost today. Uh, and they aspire, yeah, they aspire to that. It's funny, it's funny you tell the story because my father, when he was nine and came to this country from Italy, was mm-hmm. put into kindergarten what? and he came home and he cried and his mother, <laughs> right? And his mother yeah. didn't say, oh, you poor thing, I'll go right. and talk to them. What she said is go back and learn. <laughs> right. Go right. back and learn. Stop complaining. We're here. <laughs> And then he jumped to third grade and eventually jumped to hit fifth grade and was able to catch up. But there sure. was a demand and an expectation, particularly for our youth, um, which we which we desperately need. Absolutely. I, I think it was Joseph Campbell who defined a hero, Jim, as, quote, someone who has given his or her life to something bigger than mm-hmm. oneself. Good definition. And isn't that that isn't doesn't that define veterans? It defines our armed forces. It defines the people who sacrifice every day, and I'm just so thrilled that you were able to join me to talk a little bit about Veterans Day Week 2019. Um, My guest has been Jim Roberts, the president of the American Veterans Center, and we here at CER are so grateful for the service and sacrifice of our men and women who serve our country, like you, Jim. And, uh, you know, you're the guardians. We have to remind people in this pursuit of happiness that it's efforts to form. It's not perfect, but it's it's as the Constitution said, to form a more perfect, perfect union. union. And unless we understand that together, we um, we won't achieve what so many people um, are trying to achieve. So thank you again so much for joining me. A- Amen, Jeannie. I, I, I'm honored to be here. Keep up the great work with the center. You can check out Jim Roberts and the American Veterans Center at avc.org and all of the information about how to reach uh, the AVC and follow the great work of the American Veterans Center is online at edreform.com. Be sure to join us next time for another episode of Reality Check. This is Jeannie Allen. So long for now. Thanks for listening to this edition of Reality Check. You can subscribe to Reality Check at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and tune in and never miss an episode. Visit us online at edreform.com and follow CER on Twitter at edreform and me, Jeannie Allen. I look forward to exploring the world of education with you and another prominent guest next time. See you then.